Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Take a Moment. I'm recording this 10 minutes before the private service that the Queen is having to be interred at the Royal Vault. So the televised um, global funeral is now over, it took all day. Huge preparations, amazing pageantry, traditionalism, all of the pomp and ceremony you would expect from the passing of the longest serving monarch. The only such ceremony that will take place in, in the vast majority of people's lives after a reign of over 70 years. Incredible. Um, if you've somehow managed to miss it, imagine how big that would be and you, you, you're probably quite close. The coverage was relentless. And I picked that word deliberately. Relentless to the point that I was mindful of the power of the media because I began to take a real emotional vested toll on me because you couldn't escape it you know literally every single everything you know I went past a charity shop yesterday there was a, a tribute in the window when drove past the news agents tonight and on the shutters there was a flag you know with it with a queen sort of silhouette on it it's everywhere and quite rightly so I'm not in any way criticizing it I'm a bit of a monarchist myself. I like the tradition. I like, I like the pageantry. I don't put too much thought into republicanism. I'm quite happy with the structures that we have. I do get, though, that... And I have been doing a bit of reflection in this area about the contrast between their life and mine. And the bit that I was keen to talk about and just touch on in this probably quite short podcast was that we've always got to... We always pull it back to ourselves, don't we? How we look at life. We look at it through the mirror of our own experiences. So I look at the royal family and I see things that if I then pull it back in my direction, I realise some of the things that I'm affected by that is perhaps negative. Or that cause me pain that I might not even realise is there. So for example, I noticed how much family that the royal family had around them. And they were all together and they had all these people around them. They had all this attention. There's not servants, but they had like staff. They had entourage. They had, you know, all this stuff. And I kind of thought, wow, I'd like that. I'd like, I'd like that. And I realised that's because I spend the vast majority of time by myself. And if you take away my parents, I wouldn't hardly see anybody. And I realised that's not, it's a problem, I think. Tough thing to admit, but I need to do more to be around more people. I don't find socialising easy. Um, I find people infuriating, inconsistent. I don't like banal banter. I'm more of a deep person. I like conversations like, it's a one-way conversation, but I always hope that I'm thought-provoking for you in terms of an insight that you then become aware of listening to me that you can take away and have value from. I like chats like this and you can't really have them with, with guys and if you have them with women, they begin to think that you've, you're you trying to connect in a way that they're not comfortable with. And that can lead to problems. I've had it recently with a friend who I'm meeting next week. Um, I've only seen her a couple of times. Uh, we met at an event and stayed in touch. No relationship, but she's now panicking that 
meeting up is making sure that I understand what's not happening in this meeting. And to be fair, I've never asked, you know, so I'm getting almost rejected without even asking, which is uh, something I've had a few times before. But it's fine. It's what people think, you know, again, she'll encounter that a lot as a single person that men tend to want something, you know. I always think women set the boundaries and I'm always very comfortable with that. Um, and to be honest, I've been rejected that many times that I barely try now because it's just so predictable. I'd love to meet someone. Um, I'd love to have that. But, you know, it's a whole other podcast and it's completely negative because I can only talk about the sadness. So I don't feel that like I offer anything. I don't want to bring people down who listen in. So I, 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 never, go to, I never go to that subject. Um, and probably try not to talk about it. It's probably the one area that I just avoid because it's just pain. Um, however, I did notice it during watching the Royal Family that I picked out things that, like I said, that, that mirrored my own life. When I noticed how many people I had around them. So I now think, mm, maybe I do need to make some effort to to, to get some social you know, circles increased. Um, I found myself comparing and contrasting my sense of purpose because obviously with the royal family of course they have the most clear purpose set out for them no choice by the way which we do have but they and if and certain things they have that's, that's, that's a lot easier for example they don't have to try to get respect they don't have to earn work for it they just get it because people give them it because that's who they are. It goes purely off the title. Now, in some ways, as you get more established in a business, for example, if I bought the business I work for now, I would suddenly get treated a lot differently by people who, who then worked for me by then, by the fact that I've owned the business. Is it earned? It's earned through acquisition. It's earned through a perception of power, a recognition of status. I guess the key question is, how do we get the status? And whether we like it or not, those statuses do exist in society. And I found myself thinking, I wish I had some of that. I'd like to be in that situation. But of course, they would probably like the anonymity, the freedom to choose that I have. Now, okay, I may not have done anything with that choice and they're not aware of the difficulty of complete anonymity in terms of no sort of easy up, no freebie in terms of getting somewhere. You've got to do it through, through ability, through networking, through all the things that I've found difficult and probably failed to do. You know, the, they wouldn't enjoy the, the limited wealth, but they might enjoy the freedom to spend it in the way that they say, fit, see fit without external influences without people telling them what the way is or what they have to do so there's all sorts of con contrasts in terms of my life for example none of them will have ever gone out into a car by themselves totally free to record a podcast but if they did they get millions of hits how many do i get by the way love the five or six who do tune in but let's not kid ourselves that if i was a member of the royal family that number would be significantly higher, but I probably wouldn't be allowed to do it at all. So in some ways, I, I win there. 
like I say, we always look at our life through the prism of our own experiences. And there's always things that we want that we can do better or that we wish were different. And that's just a fact of life. And there's nothing wrong with thinking like that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having that feeling of of wanting things to be perfect. There's nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, if you if you don't want that, then you're effectively just giving up. And I'll never give up. You know, it, it's just not possible to, to, to do that at all. Um... So it's really interesting just as a kind of a, almost a case study of looking at this very intense focus on, on, on this family, this, this amazing family, who are blessed and cursed maybe in equal measure. You know, they, they don't get to choose, do they, whether they can come out of it. Look, look what's happened to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle when they have attempted, or have done, if you like, to get out of it. They've had hell. Meghan Markle got hammered for, for walking around with Prince Harry, um, Prince William and Princess Kate, the Princess of Wales, to look at the flowers. Now, she would have only got hammered harder if she didn't go. She couldn't win. So, you know, I have great sympathy for them. Um, I think it's good that the world's going back to normal. I'm looking forward to getting back to focusing on myself, and I'm going to talk more in podcasts on what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. I'm making some changes with diet. I'm making some changes with exercise. It's going to be a, it's going to be the next phase of twelve weeks, and I'm really excited about it. But I'm conscious of the need for me to make conscious effort for some of these things, and I must admit tonight, down a little bit because of the emotion of the day, that relentless coverage has taken a toll, and also down about the fact that I have to work that hard and that it's difficult. Um. But this happens, you know, just hold your head up. Believe that it's going to get better. You know, I have I have hope. I'm 41. I still have hope that things are okay. Even though I haven't got a brilliant status in my job, do I want that extra responsibility? I, I just, I don't know. It's hard to put into words tonight how I'm feeling. I'm, I'm just a bit, a bit tired. And I'm looking forward to a week off next week. Um, t- tomorrow I'm back at work. Wednesday back at work. I'm at York tomorrow. Normal day Wednesday. Busy day Wednesday. Thursday I'm off down to visit a friend. Um, and then Friday... Um, we'll wait and see. But all good. Um, hope everyone has a, a fantastic week. Hope you recalibrate your life. Start thinking more about what do you want to do. Because we've all just thought about the royal family and the Queen for about 10 days. It's been relentless footage. We need to pull it back. Look in the mirror and see yourself now. And say, right, what do I need to do in my life to get back on track? To, to get this new era off to a, to a blindingly good start. That's the challenge. And uh, I'll be doing it. And I wish you well as you do it as well.